0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. One of the Bible's great strengths is how human its characters are depicted. Yes, at times glaring personality flaws and failures are glossed over. But when narrators and editors are at their best, biblical stories gush forth with gritty, unedited humanity. Take, for instance, the Nathaniel story just proclaimed as the gospel, which falls within the context of the poetic prologue that acclaims Jesus Christ as the word made flesh and how this word made flesh begins drawing people from all walks of life into a countercultural movement of love. Jesus encounters Nathaniel's brother Philip and says, follow me. Philip then finds his brother and says, We have found him about whom Moses and the prophets spoke, Jesus, son of Joseph, from Nazareth. And then enters the human moment. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? In that moment, Nathaniel reveals a wealth of things not only about himself and his biases against Nazarenes, but about any human reaction to Philip's declaration about Jesus is actually the first resistance to the word made flesh mentioned in John's gospel. Textually, there is almost no way to divorce Nathanael's expectations about how God is supposed to show up in the world. When faced with the prospect of the promised Messiah coming from what he would consider a less-than-desirable place, Nathaniel balks. In the King James Version, he says, Can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? Now, if you're like me, you want to defend Nazareth against Nathaniel's bias. You want to take Nathaniel aside and detail for him how well the bread in Nazareth is made, how hard the people work, how close-knit the village of 400 is. Philip, however, did not take Nathaniel's bait. Instead of biting, he offered an invitation. Come and see. You, Nathaniel, might be skeptical of Nazareth's ability to bear good human fruit, but please don't make that judgment until you've met Jesus. Not that meeting one person from one place is a sufficient enough deterrent to ingrained regional, racial, ethnic, or economic biases, but it can be a starting point for transformation the narrator of this story seeks to expose biases all of us might hold when confronted by the living god made flesh philip's invitation to come and see jesus disarms nathaniel's bias about nazareth as i said before one of the bible's great strengths is its ability to depict its human characters as just that human This strength is reinforced by the challenge of expanding our definition of not only what is human about us, but who gets to be considered human at all. There is much discussion in scholarly and popular circles alike about the Bible's depictions and mandates for war, genocide, and violence. One of the guiding questions when analyzing violence on any level of any kind at any point in history is this question. When exactly did one group begin to understand the other group as subhuman? People close to these matters will tell us that violence never just happens, but begins with questions like the one Nathaniel posed when we are comfortable posing questions like, can anything good come out of Nazareth? We are setting the stage for further forms of aggression and dehumanization. This has been seen over and over in analyses of anti-Semitic German programs executed throughout the 14th century that find their manifestation in this century and the last, a concerted, if incremental, effort to chip away at the humanity of whole communities, regions, and nations. Of the sly, understated cut at people from that neighborhood over there, or those people from that country. In the words of Adam Surer, Senior Editor at The Atlantic, it is a convenient trick to rob a person of all they have, even their own body, and then mock them for their impoverishment and blame it on their nature. Bias-soaked skepticism with a word of rebuke, Philip did what we said earlier. He offered an invitation. That invitation to come and see is offered three other times throughout John's Gospel, First by Jesus after his new disciples ask where he is staying in John 1. Then by the Samaritan woman after her conversation with Jesus at the well. And finally by Mary and Martha when Jesus asks them where their deceased brother and his deceased friend has been laid in John 11. God's self-expression to us in Jesus is always an invitation to come and see to taste and intimately know and be immersed in and be overwhelmed by God's fleshy, dusty love. The incarnation, God taking on flesh in the person of Jesus Christ, is not an argument or a debate. It is an encounter and an experience and it is deeply personal as nathaniel soon realizes when he finally encounters jesus jesus disarms nathaniel by telling him something about himself how did you know this about me nathaniel then asks jesus answered i saw you under the fig tree before philip called you this epiphany of not only being seen by jesus but being truly seen by jesus shakes nathaniel to his very core and prompts him to confess jesus as god's son and israel's king yes the one whose hometown nathaniel trashed is the same one who saw nathaniel as he was a whole and complex human being who is loved and cherished by the living god Much more could be said about recent comments making their rounds in the 24-hour news cycle. But I'll say this. The good news of the incarnation is that God renounces pomp, pageantry, and power in order to bring our attention to those neighborhoods, communities, and peoples others have written off. Let me say that again. The good news of the incarnation is that God renounces pomp, pageantry, and power in order to bring our attention to those neighborhoods, communities, and nations others have ridden off. To write off, stereotype, or unnecessarily categorize whole peoples is to desecrate the word made flesh who comes to us not as a rule but as an invitation. Not as host but as guest. A challenge of the days, months, and years ahead will be maintaining a center that is, in the words of theologian Ruby Sells, both tough-minded and tender-hearted. Toughness about systemic evil and sin and tenderness regarding every person and community impacted by it, perpetrators and victims alike. In these days, we hold the posture of Philip Close as we confront provincialism, racism, and xenophobia in all their forms, inviting the world to come and see Come and see this Jesus, this word made flesh. Come and see this person who shows us what God is like. Come and see who forgives us and expands our sense of meaning, belonging, and existence. Come and see who saw us, the one who saw us under the fig tree and loved us even then. Amen.